Welcome to the uh, October 24th. It's still the 24th. It's still Sunday. That's how beautiful that Sunday night game was. This is the PFF forecast. And it is time. It is time to listen to Eric Eager explain the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of answers. A lot of answers coming from the doctor on what <laughs> ails the Kansas City Chiefs. No, he's not that kind of doctor. Um, plus, we're going to talk about the Bengals. Uh, obviously, they have a statement win against the Baltimore Ravens, uh, any of the other big takeaways, like what the hell's going on in the NFC, um, that playoff picture, really interesting. Uh, and then we'll get into week eight. We're going to guess lines and pick our best bets. Let's rock. I think we have to start with the Chiefs. Um, we were told that the only thing standing between the Chiefs and winning a second Super Bowl in three years was their offensive line needed to be fixed. Um, they, Eric, this is the best way I can sum it up for you. The New York Jets, with a backup quarterback, scored 13 points today. The Houston Texans, with Davis Mills, scored five points today. Your Kansas City Chiefs, the preseason Super Bowl favorite, a team that when I bet the Las Vegas Raiders to win the division, I was ridiculed on Twitter for being an idiot because the Chiefs were going to win the division. They are currently three and four. They scored three points. They scored fewer points than the Texans and the Jets, both of them. Uh, not only that, but the Jets scored 27 points against the Titans like three weeks ago. So, so, so what's what's going on? Well, they're just not a very good team right now, and maybe right that now or and maybe like this season. Well, I mean, you've heard my my screeds about them. Like when the Orlando Brown trade happened, was I positive about that? No. When the Frank Clark trade happened, was I positive about that? No. What did I what did I say they should do with Chris Jones? Keep him on the inside. No, no, no not even that. What, trade him. Trade him. Yeah. The the Kansas City Chiefs have made a series of blunders in their roster building that have been compounded with bad luck and then have been compounded with one thing the one thing that I didn't think could happen. And the well and and they and they've proved everything that we've sort of said, which is you need sec, you need tertiary receivers to mm. to defeat defenses in the NFL. Defense is only as good as your weakest links. So we saw the weakest links, you know, with Daniel Sorensen, and all of that was true, and and all of that about Brett Veach was true. That everything they've done has been has been suboptimal. You know, drafting running back in the first round, their last four first or second round picks have been running back, linebacker, center, linebacker. And they wonder okay. why they can't like get hot. And these are all things we've talked about. The thing where we've been wrong or I've been wrong or the market's been wrong is thinking that Andy Reid and Mahomes could overcome all of that because we thought it was that bad bubbling beneath the surface in the past, and they did. And I think what you're seeing now is – 
Andy Reid has sort of like gone in the shell. Like there are lots of early down runs for the Chiefs early in games and the game is still like decidable. And then Patrick Mahomes is just he's he's pressing. Like you you can see it there where he's not taking the check down, he's not taking the 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 yeah. you know safe play. And he is playing poorly, which is I think something that none of us thought was possible. That was the one thing that kept that team from from being like a very flawed team, but they're still elite, to now, I don't know if they can beat a good team. So, loved the Titans plus four and a half. You love the Titans plus four and a half. A lot. I love the Titans plus I, four I and a half. I was so, so my, Ben Brown, who works for us and, and I bet with, you know, on Sunday, or on Monday night after they, after they won, the Titans won against the Bills. I said, let's put a significant amount on the Titans because I think this number is going to come down. And we took it, we got it at four and a half, probably the biggest bet we've made in a while. And it got to five and a half by like midweek. And I felt like this humongous donkey closes at four. I don't know what's changed. But yeah. <laughs> it closes at four. And I think that the the thing that you can like come out of this thinking is the Chiefs suck. The Chiefs suck. Like, yeah, that's a good takeaway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, like, but here's the thing. Here's the here's the takeaway though. The Titans scored 27 points. If before the game you said, "Hey, the Titans scored 27 points," do you feel good about your Titans plus four and a half? My response would have been, "Not really." The they story didn't give of up this game. The story of this game is not that the Chiefs' defense sucks, and it does. The story of this game is Patrick Mahomes is playing not well at all, and their offense, dare I say, is like the least creative thing this side of the Bears' offense, which is the least creative thing that mm -hmm. the planet has ever seen. Who deserves the blame for that? I mean, is it Andy Reid? Because is it is it Mahomes? Is Mahomes holding back Andy Reid? Does Andy Reid not have a scheme? Because I, I, I wanted to say this. I wanted to say, you know what? It's not Andy Reid's fault. Because all the teams in the NFL that are at the top of the league have like five options. You look at Tampa Bay. You look at Buffalo. You look at Arizona. You look at the Rams. You look at the Cowboys. You look at the Chargers. You look at the, the Bengals, for God's sake. They all have three plus players that can make plays with the ball in their hands and the chiefs have two but but that said you look at the packers the packers have one receiver yeah and they're they're and lafleur is creative enough i think to get him open or he's you good have enough kelsey and hill and mahomes and you can't you can't score more than three points against the titans i get that teams have bad spells this is the worst spell that we have seen from patrick mahomes patrick mahomes pending review We'll have four games already with a PFF grade below 65. In every single season that he has had so far, he has had five or fewer games yeah. with a PFF grade below 70. Well, and people talk about the alarming thing being the interceptions, and, and I understand that. But, like, his turnover-worthy play rate going into the game was lower than it had been last year. Mm -hmm. The issue is, is his big-time throw rate is, like, half of that. You know, and, and I, I talked about this on the live show. It was like, 62% of turnover-worthy plays returning in interceptions from yeah. 18 to 21. This year, it's actually 72%. Yeah. 
Mahomes, the last three years, was 46% of turnover-worthy plays returned in interceptions. This year, going into the game, it was 100%. And he's so get, He's getting unlucky. He's getting unlucky, but they're also not playing well. And, they're, and the problem do, is... Do you think... Hold on. I, I know I, we're doing what we don't like to do, which is interrupt. But do you think that's having an effect on the number of big-time throws, those great throws down the football field? Like... Uh, Normally, I feel like they're relatively independent or even I take more chances to make big time throws. I'll have more turnover plays, but it's it's weird. I almost feel like they're more well, he knows here. he can't turn the ball over. So like and I don't know. Is he he's spooked that like so many so much of the time he's getting unlucky? I don't know if Andy is running an offense that is good. Well, the, the issue is, is like so we, we talk about this all the time, right? Like we talk about. Like the difference, the nuance in play calling, mm -hmm. right? Because like I ding Shanahan a lot, and it's not because I don't think Shanahan runs great scheme. Mm -hmm. I think it's because he doesn't do the run pass ratio well. Right. He doesn't feature the like he'll draft Brandon Ayuk in round one. He'll draft he'll move up for Sermon in round three. Um, he trades up for Trey Lance. You know, like he does all these. You know, he spends money on Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon, but then the the best backs end up being Matt Burita and Raheem Mostert. Like there are ancillary things that go beyond the scheme that screw with that team's ability to be as efficient as it could be on offense. Right? Mm -hmm. Reed has some great plays, but he was always like there was always like the sequencing too with him, and I think the sequencing is terrible. And I thought Clyde Edwards-Alaire being injured would help them because they wouldn't. But they've been worse with Daryl Williams. Like Daryl Williams got 21 carries the other day against Washington, and they won. But you know they they ran on early downs today. Like in the first half, Mahomes had nine pass attempts and Daryl Williams had seven runs. Like how do you win that way? So it, it's very clear that like he's lost he's lost it, and he has to get it back for this team to win. The problem is they've dug themselves such a hole that I I have a really hard time seeing them win the AFC West. We're going to take – I'm going to tell you about a couple of things. But on the other side of this, we're going to determine where – how many teams are better than the Kansas City Chiefs right now and whether Mahomes is still the lock to be the number one pick if you're redrafting the NFL. But before we do, 25% off on any PFF subscription with the promo code forecast. Now, I, we've talked about this a couple of times. You guys that stay up late and, and watch this show with us, first off, you guys are the best. Guys and girls are the best. We love you all. And that's why we want to give you 25% off. Tell your friends. I'm sure you guys already all have a PFF subscription, but you can give uh, the gift of an, a PFF subscription for 25% off. F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T is the promo code. Um, an Edge subscription for just $9.99 gives you all of PFS locked article content, our fantasy rankings and projections, our power rankings tool, which Eric and I use all over the place talking about betting, um, and 0 to 100 PFF grades. Of course, if you get the elite subscription, you get the player props tool, the betting dashboards, all that good stuff. So go to pff.com and make that happen. Okay. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Here's how I think we should do this. I'm going to give you a team. Okay. You're going to tell me if you think they are better than the Chiefs. Okay. We'll see how far we make it. Tampa Bay. Yes. Buffalo. Yes. Arizona. Yes. Baltimore. Yes. Green Bay. Oh, Baltimore, it's close. Baltimore should be down the list too, but it's closer. Yes. Okay. Green Bay. Yes. Uh, Although Green Bay's flawed too, but yes. 
The Rams. Uh, yeah, fuck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're at six, I think, if I can count correctly. Um, the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. The, the Dallas Cowboys are what the Chiefs aspire to be right now. The Las Vegas Raiders. No. Wow. The Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I'm going to say no. Okay. The Tennessee Titans. I mean, I guess you have to say yes. Okay. The Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yes, probably at this that. current I'm going to count form. that as a yes. Current form. I'm counting that as a yes. The New Orleans Saints. No, no. Stop okay. that. Okay. The Cleveland no, Browns. No, no. All right. The Minnesota Vikings. No. Oh, that would. If we I got to a point where the Minnesota Vikings were better, than I the actually Kansas snuck Chiefs. a peek at this line for next week. By the way, yeah, it's going to be some did. interesting content. Of course you did. Um, okay, so you have there are nine teams that you think are better than the Chiefs, and I'm with you. I'm actually a little further along than you. The Chargers right now are better than the Chiefs, and dare I say it. I think the team right now that they're neck and neck with are the Raiders. The, the Kansas City Chiefs right now are not a top 10 team. Until they figure out how to play offense, which is the only way that they're going to win games, they are not a top 10 team. And I, I actually think we're giving them a little bit, still giving them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Team that has played this poorly, I mean, it, it, is, it is bad. Okay, next. Next question I have for you. We are redrafting the NFL. Okay. You have the first pick. Uh, I'm still taking Pat. I'm sorry. Like I, I, I think. Oh, let me let me find some things here. Is I, it is it close? I mean, because it. Yeah. Like, who else are you thinking about in that? Um. Like, is it Herbert, Allen, Jackson, Allen's Murray? Allen, but like they none of those guys have had the sustained success that Mahomes had. Right. And I think like here's an anecdote, and I'm and I'm I'm throwing this out here because. Um, it, it just needs to be, you know, so here's Peyton Manning's first four years of his career. Rookie year, three and 13, 26 touchdowns, 28 picks. Mm -hmm. uh, 29, 2000, or sorry, 1999, the three, 13 and three, 26 touchdowns, 15 picks. 2000, he, they went 10 and six. He had 33 touchdowns that led the league. He led the league in passing mm -hmm. yards. The Jim Moore year where they went playoffs, you know, where they everybody got fired and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Manning, they went six and ten. Manning threw twenty three six touchdowns, twenty three interceptions, and this was like twenty years ago. But I, what I'm saying is, is like, and again, we have not seen these like catastrophically bad years from Brady, who I think we're always going to hold Mahomes like to that standard, even if it's unfair. But like we've seen quarterbacks have stretches like this. The 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 problem like and it's why I make Mahomes better. It's like all these quarterbacks are great. Josh Allen deserves to be in the conversation. Justin Herbert deserves to be in the conversation. Dak Prescott deserves to be in the conversation. Um, all of them have had dips in their in their career. Mahomes, this is just the second game that he started in the regular season where they've lost by more than one score. You count the Super Bowl, that's three. Now, those three games have all happened in his last mm -hmm. eight games. Mm -hmm. So that's obviously a thing. But, like, they have stretches like this, right? Like, Brett Favre had had two seasons where he threw a lot more interceptions and touchdowns. Yeah. And, like, so a, a lot of 
where you can err in analyses like this is not seeing the Bengals, right? But I think every time you miss on a team that's up and coming a little bit, you you make fewer errors by overcorrecting at times, right? Like you could over we overcorrect on Bridgewater. We're like Vaughn Miller's like I've never I haven't played with somebody like this since eighteen. It's like okay, well you beat the Jets, you know, and, and stuff like that. I think you do have to cling to your priors a little bit. And I don't know if Mahomes has done enough to completely yeah. ding me on, off. That. On the flip side, though, you could say, how bad is it to look like this when you have such a great set of surrounding variables? Like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are arguably either the best or second best mm-hmm. player at their position. Yep. And uh, they just spent all this money on the offensive line. And Andy Reid's a great offensive, you know. So like, where is it? Is it Andy Reid calling the bad plays? Like, there's something there. Well, isn't that it, it just a little bit of everything? It's it's yeah, maybe you traded a first round pick again. You are not good at premium positions on this team. Wide receiver, yes, you're great. Quarterback, yes, you're great. Corner, you're look. Mike Hughes is a former bust. Frank Clark sucks. Like you, are they, are but they you make- spend you spend draft capital on 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 you poorly, right? And like, and now it's coming home to roost. Yeah, and it's having a cascading effect. Who's, it's, okay, football's Who not an independent thinking? game. Because here's the thing: I'm still taking Patrick Mahomes one one as well. And the reason for that is, if you look at the way he's played, you st- it's not as if his talent has gone away. He still has the most talent of any quarterback out there from arm strength, ability to evade um, the rush and still make incredible throws. He's still an incredible scrambler. Thank you, overrushing prop, a cinch. But I think it's at least a conversation. And the player that I'm putting up there is Kyler Murray, who pending review is going to have, and listen very closely here, not the highest overall grade, but the highest passing grade. Think about that for a second. This is a guy that is as electric with the ball in his hands as a runner as there is, and he is throwing the ball. We talked about how great he had been on intermediate throws last week. Top five PFF grade on intermediate throws after being 25th or worse each of his first couple of seasons. That's the guy to me that's in the conversation. I'm at least thinking about it. Yeah, but, but you're right. You his, have to take into account his all current the form years. is great. Like I think, I think with Murray, you watch today's game and on that safety which is the only thing keeping Arizona from being one of four teams that only scored three points on the road today. Yeah. That safety, he looked injured, and, and he came back and played extremely well. But, of course, the injury bug and the Cliff Kingsbury regression as a play caller is always there. Yes, but he's doing that. My point is that he's doing that with Cliff Kingsbury and the corpse of A.J. Green as receiver number two. Yep. Okay? Patrick Mahomes has Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, and and, um, and Travis Kelsey. So, like, I, that needs to be taken into context. Okay, let's do this real quick before we get to a couple of the other big storylines. The um, NFC, the Cardinals 7-0, the Bucks 6-1, as are the Green Bay Packers uh, and the Los Angeles Rams. The Cowboys are 5-1. So you look at that, that's five teams that have one or fewer losses. They're making the playoffs. Yeah. It's you really have, hard to see. So now you have two teams. You have two spots out here. Um, and this is really interesting to me. Who do you think out of the NFC is getting those last two spots in uh, in the playoffs? Right now, if it finished today, it'd be the Saints who play tonight 
not and the Minnesota tonight. Vikings, right? And the Minnesota Vikings, yep. Are Falcons still alive? Yeah, by the, uh, the, I hate to say this, but like if they wouldn't have just blown that game at home to Washington, yeah. they'd be four and two right now. It's the life of a Falcons backer. Although we, uh, they didn't cover closed today, but they covered. They covered. Um, they covered or they covered closed. They didn't cover open today as a as a two one and a half point favorite. Um, I mean, I think, like, if you look at the North, right, Detroit's out. It's really hard to see Chicago doing anything. Mm -hmm. Although last season they lost six games in a row and somehow got it together. Um, you look, you know, Carolina, who Minis who just took Minnesota to overtime and scored 28 points against them, were only able to score three against the Giants, right? I think if you look at the NFC East, there's not three teams that are any good there other than Dallas. You look at the West, I just saw this stat. It's it, I don't believe it. Mike Singletary has a higher career win percentage as the head coach of the 49ers oh than Kyle Shanahan no does. No way. I'm like, I don't That's the stat that, of the season. That's horrible. But Oh, my God. And I know there's a ton of context. I mean, Shanahan, you know, whatever. It, it is what it is. Um, but you look at the West, and, I mean, if, if Geno Smith can get the Seahawks together, but they're not, right? The, no. the West might just give you two playoff teams. So you have three wildcard teams. The West gives you two. The South probably gives you two. So you Minnesota, think the Saints make it? I think the Saints are good enough to make it. Yep. That leaves Minnesota. Like, and I think Minnesota's probably good enough to uh, to do it. Now, the issue is with Minnesota's schedule. You look at their upcoming schedule; it's freaking hard. And they every single team in the NFC North has a top ten schedule in terms of difficulty moving forward. So there's a lot of tests here for Kirk Cousins and company. Yep. Minnesota with the fourth hardest schedule remaining. And if you look at it's it's mostly the upcoming like the next four right out of this bye here are extremely tough. They got Dallas. Um, they got they yeah. got yeah. So here's the thing. I I think Baltimore. That New Orleans squeaks in as well. I, I'm gonna say this. I don't think the Seahawks are quite dead yet. Yeah. Um, if they get Russell Wilson back, that's how bad I think the rest of these teams are. Like the the chasm between the good teams and the bad teams yeah. in the NFC is really, really, really wide. Um, obviously, the Panthers. There's also a chance for the 49ers to get it together, too, because, like, True. I say Minnesota. Here's here's the Vikings' next five games. Dallas, Baltimore, Chargers, Green Bay, and then at San Fran. Yep. So, like, San Fran is, like, behind Minnesota by a game, but you can imagine them getting it together enough. I mean, they're four-point favorites against Indianapolis today for a reason, um, if they get it together, you know, you could see that. You can imagine that. And then they, the Vikings also play Pittsburgh, Green Bay again, and the Rams. Like, it's going to be hard for the Vikings to get to the 9-10 wins that you need to to get the playoffs. But as far as, like, fundamentally, they have a quarterback playing as good as anybody right now. And they, they don't have a lack of talent at receiver, which is important. So, NFC is going to be weird. There's going to be a, maybe a 500 or below team that makes the playoffs. All right, moving to the AFC. The Cincinnati Bengals are the number one team in the AFC right now. And I, I'm just thinking back to, to draft season when so many people were up in arms with the Bengals taking Jamar Chase over Panay Sewell. And you never want to run an early victory lap, but I think you can run a victory lap right now if um, you were one of the smart people out there who was talking about, hey, no, no, they should take Jamar Chase. He gives... Joe Burrow the opportunity to have a potentially great season for that offense to be really good. They're five and two. 
Um, two and zero in the division, three and zero in the conference. Two and zero road on the division too. Yeah, true. Which is- um, Raiders are also five and two. So are the Titans. Um, Raiders obviously atop uh, by virtue of the fact that the Chargers had a bye this week. Uh, atop the AFC West, Titans atop the South. Uh, the Bills uh, had a bye this week as well. They are atop the East. Are the Bengals for real? I think you have to say, I think you have to take them seriously now. Yep. And I was wrong uh, a little bit. Oh, no, I was wrong. I, you know, I, I thought, you know, and on, on the PFF live show, which uh, NFL live show, which is every Sunday morning at 11, I looked and, and I, I said I like the Ravens today. We liked the Ravens in a teaser on our look ahead lines mm-hmm. last week. Um, and I thought to myself, okay, the last year's spread between Bengals and uh, Ravens when Burrow, Burrow was in the lineup was 12 and a half. And it, it was six, six and a half this week, depending upon where you got it. And I said, look, I think it's re- extremely reasonable to say that the Bengals have improved and that improvement is real and still say it stopped short of a six-point improvement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know there are other factors, but even you're talking about a multiple-point improvement over last year. And I think a couple of things are clear. And I, and I said this on the show this morning. Baltimore has two really impressive wins, a win against Kansas City and a win against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. The Kansas City win looks a lot less impressive now than, than, than it, when it happened. And the Chargers, you know, if you look at our, some of our, our fundamentals, the Chargers are kind of a lucky team, right? Aside from that, you have a loss to the Raiders, a game that you blew, a, a game where you needed a, a historic field goal to beat Detroit, who has still not won a game. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I, think, I think the Ravens maybe were less impressive going in than we thought. And they're a team that after years of investing in that defense and having a very depth-filled defense, today found out what it's like not to have as many good corners. And and Cincinnati is finding out the bounty that you can have when you have multiple good wide receivers. That was always the promise of Chase. You put Chase with Higgins, a second-round pick last year, and Tyler Boyd, a multiple-time 1,000-yard receiver, and you can play good offense. Um, And then on defense – Sneakily, the Bengals don't have that many weaknesses. Their secondary is fine. Their linebackers are okay, and they get good pass rush as we saw today. So yeah, the Bengals are for real. I think, you know, I, they have a really hard schedule coming into today. They have the second hardest schedule moving forward. So that's obviously something to keep your expectations. But you know, they're a missed field goal away from being six and one at this point. My stat: I had a great Kyler Murray stat last week. My stat of the week this week is Joe Burrow. You know what the Ravens like to do? They like to blitz. In week five last year, Joe Burrow and the Bengals faced the Ravens, and he had a 29 PFF grade against the Blitz. That's not good. By far his lowest PFF grade against the Blitz all year. He had about a pending review, an 80 PFF grade against the Blitz. He went uh, 11 for 17, 267, two touchdowns against the Ravens Blitz. In week five last year, he went 10 for 18, 78 yards, two interceptions. That is a massive improvement. And if you're telling me that Jamar Chase getting open early in routes, having confidence throwing him the football doesn't change that, then I don't know what game you're watching. 
But Joe Burrow's improvement, I mean, it is he has a 93 PFF passing grade against the Blitz this year compared to a 66 last year. That is incredible. And that's why the Bengals, I think, are for real. They play the Ravens next week. What would the spread in that game be? Neutral field. Ravens, Bengals, neutral field. Ravens minus two and a half. Yeah. And, and that, I think, is, is really impressive. <laughs> I mean, like we, really, really impressive. Well, remember, remember at the be- at preseason when um, we were talking about like who will win more games, Steelers or, or Bengals? Like, I'll take the Bengals. Yeah, like, everybody was like the Bengals. Yeah, easy. But but we also let me let me find this because I'm I would be pretty I would be pretty proud of this coach of the year. I do have some Zach Taylor. Oh no. Um, I also have Zach Wilson rookie of the year. So don't crown me yet. Um, I have. I have here are my three coach of the year bets, and this will you'll laugh at all these. Zach Taylor, 30 to 1. Matt Nagy, 30 to 1. Oh, pfft, buddy. Joe Judge, 20 to 1. Because you know the Joe Judge, right, Judge right. being a football guy. Yeah. We bet that on the show back when we were doing the show remotely when you were in LA for a month. Um, I also have Matt Corral, um, 27 to 1 to win the Heisman at the same time. So I'm nice. pretty excited about that. Congrats. But but the Zach Taylor thing was very much this way, right? Like the coach of the year is not necessarily who did the best job. It's who o- overcame expectations. Yep. And if you're a coach who was in the top five for who's going to get fired, and then you're taking a team to a division title or near that, you're going to win coach of the year, right? Like, and, and so good on him. I That was another reason why I liked, and I, I was texting back and forth with somebody who um, who's very close with the Ravens. And I was like, and, and they were like, who do you like in this game? And I was like, well, I like, I like that. I like you guys. And it was like, and I was like, here's why. And I'm like, I also think Harbaugh and you guys, I think Harbaugh's staff is just so much better than than Cincinnati. Maybe we have to reevaluate that. Or, and I and I said this on the live show this morning, or when you look at the best teams in the NFL, maybe it's just the right people who are getting the more most power. You look at Dallas, and we're all going to talk about McCarthy and his end of game stuff and his clock management stuff, and it's all awful. But, like, who has the power over that team? It's Dak and Kellen Moore. Who has the power over the Bengals? It's Joe Burrow, right? And at some point, that you can overcome a coach who maybe might not be the best um, if you have a QB like that. Yeah. Okay. We're going to get to week eight. Before we do, a uh, couple more things to tell you about. One of them is Fantrax, which if you are setting up a fantasy league and you are not using Fantrax, you are blowing it. So maybe you're a little late on fantasy basketball. It's okay. You can still go set one up at Fantrax, um, the most customizable fantasy league manager out there. Their football, fantasy football leagues are sensational. Um, We're playing our leagues on Fantrax this season, and there's a reason why. Um, Everything from foul budget to future year picks to multi-team trades, the whole deal. Go make it happen at Fantrax. Uh, Hockey, basketball, like I said, whatever it is. Um, And they're giving away signed jerseys to a few lucky fans who sign up now using fantrax.com slash pff to sign up that's fantrax.com slash pff also um football season is here and eric i don't know about you but you get lazy you know during the football season with some of the other stuff because you got so much football going on football get some gotta eat yeah but it's important not to get too lazy about some of the important things in your life or else the people around you will be like dude what the hell's going on and one of them is manscaping so Go to Manscaped, oh. manscaped.com. Use promo code PFF, get 20% off, plus free shipping on any of the Manscaped uh, items out there. Lawnmower 4.0, it's brand new. It works. I was just on a quick trip 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I brought my lawnmower just mm-hmm. to make sure. Well, I, know, I, I, I have in to, trim. I have to say, like part of my group, my routine, I will say, yeah, doing two shows: the Friday show, the uh, PFF NCAA uh, preview show, you know, mm-hmm. Fridays at 11 a.m., and then the NFL live show Sundays at 11 a.m. The Weed Whacker. Ears, Ooh. nose. You don't want to be on camera yep. and have like the nose hairs coming out of your nose. Also, don't do the thing where you take your normal clippers and you try to trim your oh, nose. Oh, no. Because you could, like, you're, you're pulling your brain out at that point. You're not going to look good after trying to do that. So, yes, it's a really good point. Um, I uh, highly recommend it. Also, I'll say this you're on a plane. I, I did a red eye. Okay. Oh, nice. Take a red eye flight. It kind of sucks. You know, you're in a seat. And like, but you don't have room in the in the bathroom in the red eye for that. No, 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 no. I'm saying like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> buddy. I'm saying like, the more trimmed up you are in preparation for that red eye, the more comfort you have. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. It's a very. And if you see, I've never gotten myself if, in if that you position know, before. Now no. you know. I, I've I'm in so I have so much comfort. I don't even need to wear underwear. I'm just okay. in it's a, a bridge pill- I won't cross. It's like betting the Jets from now on. Pillow it's a bridge I won't cross. Uh, Manscaped.com. Use promo code PFF for 20% off. Uh, if you're looking for a place to bet, Ooh. and we're going to talk about some bets that we like, I would uh, highly recommend you go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The, they're the official sports betting partner of the NFL, and they've got you covered. New customers. Use promo code PFF and uh, bet just 5 bucks on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, $200 in free bets. That's pretty beautiful so you can then take those um and put them on quarterback rushing props because what else are you going to bet them on um remember that's all new customers you also get a free shot in a million dollars in total prizes with your first deposits go over to DraftKings sportsbook make that happen promo code pff and bet five dollars on any nfl team to get 200 in free bets you must be 21 or older in jersey indiana pennsylvania only new customers are the ones that are eligible minimum five dollar deposit one dollar wage required one per customer research supply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details also once you win you might be looking for a good way to uh, make your money grow for you and that's where western and southern come in they are uh, one of our favorite sponsors because they're looking to make your money work for you and they're teaming up with our boss chris collinsworth to share insights that can help you figure out the best way to make your financial scoreboard sway in your favor want to hear chris's old about his old playing days or behind the scenes with al on sunday night football or anything you need to know about your financial future now you can go ask both by going to westernsouthern.com ask chris that's westernsouthern.com ask chris Put your question in and watch on YouTube or listen to his podcast to hear your question read live. Remember, that's Western and Southern. Okay. Week eight. Ready to rock? Oh, show. Thursday night. It's a beautiful game. It's the Green Bay Packers and the Arizona Cardinals. By the way, I realized we didn't really talk about the Titans. We talked all about the Chiefs sucking. The Titans played really well. We will talk about them here yeah. because... Uh, they yeah, play, they're, they're an, they play the Colts. They're, they're we'll an enigma. Yep. Yeah. Packers, Cardinals. What do you have this? I have this. Uh, let me. This is great radio here. Let me. Let me I'll fly. go first. Now, I have the Cardinals. Go for it. Favored by three. I have the Cardinals favored, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm off. Four and a half. Wow. It is three and a half. Yeah. Um, I, th- I don't think I can lay three and a half, but. I think it will be three, ultimately. Yeah. Ultimately. Um, yeah. Okay, so talk to me about four and a half. 
I had nothing on Washington this week. Um, we had Green Bay in our lock of the mm-hmm. week, which now we're five and two, by the way. Um, just like the Bengals. Just like the Bengals. Are we for real? I don't know. But um, a lot of really smart people I know that I follow on Twitter, I just talked to, had Washington, and it was excruciating. And uh, yeah, it was Green Bay covering that number. Mm-hmm. So it was nine and a half open. It was seven yeah. at one point. I'll, Darius Butler, our buddy who got, comes on the live show, he he liked Washington a lot as well. Um, you have to be aware too, though, by the way. The one thing that's a trap is when a team opens as a nine and a half point dog and it slides down to seven, a lot of times what's happening is like those numbers in between aren't worth like yeah, seven and a half. I'm sorry, seven and a half. It gets through seven. That's meaningful. But those are like the teaser protected numbers. So they'll oftentimes slide all the way down. You know, those numbers will move more quickly. So it doesn't necessarily mean as, as big of a move. But um, but a lot of smart people, you know, uh, were on uh, Washington. And I think it's the market's lack of respect for Green Bay. I think they treat Green Bay a lot more like they treated them in 19 when they were a low point differential team and they were winning close games and they were ha- they had a great record and Aaron Rodgers was playing okay but not like really great football. And this game today against Washington was very much like that. I mean, you so, you only scored 24 points game game went under, green line liked under. If if you only, if you go under that number despite how bad Washington's defense has played this year, there there's some red flags there for me. So I obviously Green Bay's in the driver's seat for the NFC North and possibly a, a buy in the NFC at some point. But I I actually think Arizona is stronger than they are. And so that's where I'm going that I would bet Green Bay I'd I'd take Aaron Rodgers getting more than a field goal. Um and the, the reason is very simple. It's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and especially on a short week, LaFleur versus Kingsbury, I think that's a mismatch. Um, I don't think there's anyone on Arizona that can cover Devontae Adams. And that's not a shocker. So the way that the Cardinals win this game, in my opinion, is they dominate up front and Aaron Rodgers is continually under duress. He can't get the ball out uh, quickly enough. And that's how the Cardinals win this game. Because... I think the Cardinals will be able to put up points on, on the Packers here. Um, that said, because of what I just mentioned, I do see like the, oh my God, the Cardinals are for real. They like lay the smack down on the Packers being an, a possible outcome at home. Um, but if I had to bet one side of this, I'm definitely taking Aaron Rodgers getting more than three. I okay. So I think we disagree there, but that, but that's, I think it's reasonable. Uh, so you'd, you'd take Cardinals. Minus if three if you now. gave me a flat three, I'd take Arizona. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think I would take three and a half. I okay. don't think that there's enough fair there for me. Okay. Bengals, Jets uh, in New York. What do you have? I said the Jets should get nine and a half at home. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, had, I had them getting six and a half. Um, where is this? I guess we don't have it up here. Is that because somebody's – oh, because Zach Wilson's hurt, yes, right? So, but, so we don't uh, have pre- Per Jeff Sherman at Golf Odds, who's the uh, Superbook Sports VP of Risk Management, great follow, tweets it out every week before Sunday Night Football. You are dead on with this. Cincinnati is minus nine and a half in New York. I, I, I'll i tell you this, like, we're, just to be transparent, like, we, for some teams, 
put a what's called a tank label on them because oftentimes and our friend Ben Baldwin tweets out like our power rankings and stuff and like there are just certain power rankings that mash up and you're not going to be able to get like 20 point spreads you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to get 17 point spreads and one of the things that we thought this season going in was that Houston and Detroit were tanking so we put a tank variable that reduced their prior to a, a pretty high level and it helped with back testing and stuff so I went with it I also did it for Philly by the way which I actually think has been smart because um you know we for example we got Vegas they, today they definitely aren't taking they aren't taking really but I don't think they're very good I I think I, w- I mistakenly did not put the tank label on New York and I have been wrong about New York all off season <laughs> I've been wrong about New York basically the whole season except for the Tennessee game and especially if Mike White's the quarterback, but even even with Wilson. I mean, you're talking about a team that got their first passing yards in the first quarter of a game this this week. This year. And it was hilarious because we were upstairs in the office and it's kind of a gong show up there. When he threw the ball and they got a first down in the first quarter of that game, the, it brought the house down. Yeah, of course. Um, and so, but I think if i don't do this we're going to be on the jets the rest of the year and i just well, there's oh, i refuse there's nothing I, you tried to talk me in you said if you don't bet the jets plus seven now you should never bet them the rest of the season I, uh, yeah i'm never betting them yeah. i didn't bet them plus and, seven now and i ain't betting them the rest of the season new england who has been very up and down this year had all their dreams come true yeah, against points. the jets I, I was obviously low on this, but I, there's I, there's no way I'm betting the Jets. I don't care if it's nine but, and a half at home. No uh, here's chance. what I'll say about this bet too. And I think that there's some. I don't know how to. I don't know how to codify this. So this is a purely um, qualitative. Teams like the Jets pound the shit out of teams like the Jets in this spot. Uh, it's eight, eight, and a, eight and a half. Okay, uh, heavily juiced. I see on Pinnacle. teams like the Bengals pound the shit out of teams like the Jets in situations like this. Teams that are up and coming. Think of Arizona, like last year, right? That's kind of what the Bengals remind me of, right? As you're starting off hot. They got a young quarterback in year two. They got a coach that everybody's kind of like, eh. But like, give a team like that is trying to prove something, and they're gonna wallop a a. a, a pumpkin like the jets so if anything i would i wouldn't mind taking cincy in a teaser if it's at eight and a half that would be that would be a thought process to me i'm here for the cincy teaser titans and colts colts obviously just won on sunday night titans destroyed the kansas city chiefs thanks man the titans (laughs) have now beaten the bills and the chiefs in back-to-back weeks um with banged up uh, their, their receivers banged up um, really has been pretty impressive by the Titans and the digestive uh, system of one AJ Brown banged up mm-hmm. so yeah. isn't this weird like I just want to like a, a small rant I think it's kind of weird that the NFL got both Titans Colts games out of the way by week eight like who's that out is, to lunch with this schedule that is surprising like because these I are gotta the- say this though when you put the schedule together the AFC South isn't the uh, yeah, yeah. the first thing that you make sure. But you these teams for. should be playing in Week 18, shouldn't they? Who cares? <laughs> They're playing in Week Eight. So what do you think the spread should be? I think Tennessee should be laying two and a half. Okay, I had Tennessee minus one. Uh, let's see here. Sunday Night Football just happened. It is. I don't pre, see pre Sunday night. It was uh, Indy minus one. Interesting. If you made India favorite in this game, 
I will back the truck up for Tennessee. So do you think it's Indy? If that was pre-Sunday night, Indy won as a four-point underdog. Yeah. This has got to get out to like I'm two. putting Tennessee in every teaser that's imaginable yes. if they're at two and a half. Even one and a half. Get me out to plus seven and I, a half. It, it's – I Tannehill – Looked like so. Tannehill did not play well in the Buffalo game until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Tannehill played well the whole game today. Um, Indy's fine. The the game, this game, by the way, you remember when um, last year on, on Sunday night when New England beat uh, Ravens and mm-hmm. there was monsoon. Mm-hmm. Yep, Indy. I felt like New England was like you know immensely prepared to win a game like that at the time at that time. Indy was Indy was Indy's the kind of team to win a game like what happened tonight, aren't they? Right, well, especially like, when you're playing Jimmy G. Yeah. So, I, if people buy too much into the Colts, Tennessee's a good value. I think I'm with you there. People are thinking letdown spot. That's maybe why they're giving the Colts more points than they should. I don't know. Yeah, letdown spot, but also it's a division game. So, and this week was a letdown spot for Tennessee, and they did not let down. Mike Vrabel does not let down. Um, Rams Texans in Houston. I have Houston getting fourteen. I said fourteen and a half, and it is which is where the number is in the fourteen and a half. Yeah. Yes, good job. Do you I want, mean, do you want I don't want anything to do with more? this game. No. Yeah, neither do I. Um, by the way, Spunky by Jared Goff today. Is it too late now to say sorry if you're McVeigh? Came out to play. <laughs> um, that hug was weird. Our our friend and former colleague Zach Robinson gave a much more affirmative. Of course, of course, that hug was yeah, weird. Yeah, much uh, more affirmative dap and hug than than McVeigh did. Uh, Jay Glazer told a story about how um, they s- saw each other at a restaurant. They had not spoken because Jerry Goff hung up on him when he called him when McVeigh called him, and then. They saw each other at a restaurant in L.A. sitting a couple of tables apart from one another. McVeigh was there with coaches. They didn't say who Jared Goff was there with. I'm assuming it's his girlfriend. And I guess McVeigh went over and like was really quote cordial for like a minute and then walked away. I would have. I wish I had seen that. That would have been incredible. Why is like they, when they traded Goff? I guess like also, no who one's... gives who gives Glazer that story? Do you think? Is it like one of the other probably or I don't think so. I think it had to be like an assistant coach, right? Who like tells yeah. him that story. I, my thing is incredible get. I, and I know you're not in, a, in no offense to Detroit, but you're not in a huge hurry to move from LA to Detroit. So maybe that's why he was still in town after they like booted him from the team. Oh yeah. I, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. But that was kind of, I still think it's kind of weird. I still think it's weird to show up places where you think that where it's, there's any possibility the team that like, I mean, the stuff they used to say about this LA's guy. LA's a big city. That's what I'm saying. You can yeah. avoid them, right? Right. I'm, that's why I'm very curious what restaurant it was. Yeah. Also, not surprising. But no one else cares. Um, Steelers and Browns. This is in Cleveland. This will be Case Keenum against Big Ben Roethlisberger. By the I, way, I thought this was interesting. Patrick Mahomes and Big Ben Roethlisberger have, this, have made the same rate of big-time throws this year. I have Cleveland laying two and a half. Just had, to, just had to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have Cleveland laying one and a half, and it is three. Uh, oh, no. We're not betting Pittsburgh. I'm sorry. I have a religious exemption from that. Sorry. I mean, Case Keenum favored by three. I, it could be Pittsburgh Baker. Defense. It could be Baker, too. Isn't he getting surgery? 
Is that true? I don't know. He needs surgery and he's out like four no, to six he, months. Yeah, but he could get it after the season. I guess was like the point. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so is this assuming Mayfield then? I don't know. If I would, I would say the sportsbook probably don't give a fuck. They like lay it on three, right? And they'll just change the juice depending yeah. upon who's playing. Huh. I mean, Ke- Keenum it, healthy is. Did you see his interview with with the. Uh, <laughs> his interview with the NFL network crew after the game, yeah. he did this like skit where he was like, we're like, are you ready? He's like, you don't have to get ready if you're always ready. And then he was like, <laughs> and he like walked out. It was actually kind of endearing. I kind of like him, but I, I think Mayfield like kind of, kind of hurt is it's pro- p- potentially rough. It's the same thing we talked about against. Yeah. Um, I don't know if how, what, what would you make? If you had Cleveland with Hurt Mayfield versus Cleveland with Keenum. It's like a one point. Yeah, that's what I think. So if it's sitting and, on three. And I'm not crossing three. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm tempted by Pittsburgh. I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, I'm tempted, though. Eagles, the Steelers coming off a bye. I'm just saying. Um, Eagles and Lions, what a game. Cleveland coming off of a uh, extended – for the second straight year, Pittsburgh kind of gets screwed kinda by gets the bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Um, although the Browns are banged up, man. Like OBJ's yeah. banged up. Uh, Big Ben's Jarvis banged just, up too, though. Bye. That's, just, that's fair. Um, Eagles, Lions in Detroit. Uh, oh, that one's interesting. Uh, I have Detroit uh, getting three and a half at home. Yeah, I have the Lions getting three. And sorry, three and a half, three and a half. It's three and a half or, or three. If you three, want to take Detroit, you want to take the points with Detroit, it's plus three, even money. I actually like that. I'm going to bet that actually. I think that that is, I think that's value. Don't you? Betting Detroit here? Yeah. But you just said three and a half and it's three. Yeah. But this is before the games happened today. Right? So like. I'm thinking my priors on Philly are right, which is that they suck. Mm-hmm. And I know Detroit sucks, but... Yeah, it's also minus three, minus 120. Right. So, but like I'm thinking you can get... Yeah, it might not. What do you think the number is going to do here? It, will it get out to three and a half? Ah, oh, man. I, I, I purposefully don't think so because I would bet Detroit if it was three and a half, mm-hmm. I think. But I, what I'm saying is I'm getting three at basically plus 100. I'll take that as sort of a, yeah. Um, sure. Uh, 49ers, Bears. My God. <laughs> uh, speaking of Mike Singletary. <laughs> yeah, the Chicago Bears. That was brutal, man. Um, yeah. And I don't want to sit here and just bury Matt Nagy. It's not even fun anymore. It's not even that, too. But, like, Fields is not making great decisions. I can't imagine he's being coached well. Is this a situation that's like – Their offense lacks so much creativity. They never run with any pace. It's just – Brian, uh, it's just brutal. Um, is this even up? I don't see it on my sports book here. Well, probably because Sunday night just ended. Um, I had the Bears getting. And they don't know the quarterback for that. I had the Bears getting three points. I had the Bears getting. I had the Bears favored by a point and a half. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm wrong. I'm obviously wrong. Yeah. Pre Sunday night, it was San Fran favored by four. Really? Yeah. 
Okay, can I ask? Like, we'll 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 only cross this bridge for a small amount of time. I'm clearly wrong on the Bears here. Uh, is the floor for Justin Fields what Jared Goff experienced in L.A., which is you have a decentish roster, right? Mm-hmm. The Rams went four and five with Jeff Fisher, and then they benched Keenum for Goff, and then they went zero and right. seven. It got everybody fired. And then McVeigh comes in, and Goff looks like a Pro Bowler for a couple of years. I think obviously Fields has better fundamentals than than Goff, but maybe not. Fields is picked eleventh. Goff is picked first. Is the floor like, hey, they come a, a good coach comes into Chicago and makes Justin Fields look good? Because not only is it Fields, it's Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson had like two catches today mm-hmm. for like sixteen yards. It was gross, and I. <sighs> It's just, but then that doesn't. That's not meaningful right now to bet, you know, bet Chicago because you know they're they're a sitting duck here, a lame duck, or whatever you want to say, because they're just not simply not utilizing the their best part player. Of your comparison there was nothing to do with quarterbacks. It was that in that comparison, Matt Nagy and Jeff Fisher. Are the yeah, two people I, that you're well, don't you think? And that's unfair to Jeff. Eight Fisher. and eight for the first, last two years. That's unfair to Jeff Fisher. I mean, Matt Nagy has just done what Jeff Fisher did in Jeff Fisher three years. at least was cool while he did it yeah for sure but like jeff fisher had a bunch of good years with the titans and then settled into eight and eight seven and nine for like a decade matt Nagy just did that in three years he had 12 and four year and then he had two eight and eight years and this year's gonna be kind of seven and ten bu bu <laughs> i don't know and i also I don't, don't really know what the niners are doing here um can are you ready to to seriously consider the Shanahan thing, or do you still think as as I lean, although I, I have been a skeptic of Shanahan before, but I lean this way, that a lot of just shit happens to the Niners. And like I he's was, and so he, I was wondering the same thing. Like how at what point are you questioning their training staff? Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's that. It's also but it's also they don't make good decisions about players. And I and I don't know how much of that is like Brandon Ayuk looked really good last year, like really good, and he can't, he couldn't buy a target from Kyle Shanahan's quarterbacks right now. Yeah, I don't know. And like the running back position, obviously, and well, who's that running back they took in the fourth round because because Shanahan had to have him? What was that like? He like he basically negotiated one draft pick in round four to pick like a running back. It was Joe Williams was his name, yeah, and then he like never made ago, the yeah. team. Like again. I think their coaching is multifaceted, and I think Shanahan's really good at scheming stuff. I think he's bad at almost everything else. I can't really argue with that. Panthers, Falcons in Atlanta, our Falcons. Uh, I have the Falcons favored by three. Our Falcons, we need them. We need them. One more week. One more. Like if we can get a dub here, I have Atlanta minus three and a half, Ooh. which means I'm betting Atlanta this week because yes. it is minus two and a half. It is minus two and a half. Do we like them? I'm kind of with you. Can we? Because. Oh, God. This is how it starts. Yeah, this is how it starts. So, so does Sam Darnold just have an amazing game? This is how it starts. We this... can't bet the Falcons. We can't do it. Why? It's how it starts, man. It is how it's. The do we just not. Do we not want to test our win totals? They lure you in. I'm going to need to think about this one a little bit more. I mean, Sam Darnold has looked like a complete pumpkin. I mean, he got benched today, yeah. like bench bench. Yeah, I mean, I'm more worried about PJ Walker, to be honest. Yeah, if they put P- if the if the if the Panthers would have started PJ Walker the last two games, he'd probably win. 
That's how bad Darnold's been. And that's how like pumpkinish their their opponents have been. The Vikings and mm-hmm. then now today the Giants. That was a winnable game. Yeah. Short favorite. Man, I do like the it's it no. We're not betting the Falcons because this is this is how they get you. They're short favorites. Oh, they'll win. The Falcons will win this game by one on a young way coup field goal yeah. after they've given up the lead and the same exact shit we had to deal with today. Yes. Luckily, everybody and their grandmother liked the Dolphins in that game because then it went from two and a half down to one and a half, and we got the cover on game day. If you bet money line, like plus we did, they were like part minus. of our lock of the week teaser. Yeah, well, and that that the Dolphins knew what it meant. They came back and got it for yeah. us. To, when I saw Tua's second interception, I was like, dude, this is. They're calling for Deshaun Watson right now, who, by the way, better be on the commissioner's exempt list within 10 seconds of that trade going through. So or bad. else we riot. Dolphins, Bills in Buffalo. Bills coming off of a bye. Dolphins off of a tough loss to the Falcons. I have the Bills favored by 14 and a half. Bills off of a bye. Yeah, I'm sorry, 13 and a half. Is what I, have. I said 12 and a half. It is Divisional 13 game. and a half. I'm not betting the Dolphins. Tell nope. you that much. Same here. Bills are going to. Although the Dolphins are a little bit more expensive at thirteen and a half than than the Bills yeah. are at minus thirteen and a half. But yeah, I mean, no, no thanks. I had to get one right here. Uh, okay, Patriots Chargers. This is the afternoon slate. I like this game. This is a good game. Mac Jones played has played really quite well um, yeah. for an offense that doesn't have a ton of weapons. Um, would you have this one at six and a half Chargers? Wow. Okay. I was short here. I said Chargers favored by four. It's five and a half. Hmm. We're not that far apart because of the yeah. how much five matters. Six is a little bit of a mattering number. So we're we're different here, hmm. interestingly. I so why did I say this was this low? Well, because New England like is not that far away from being an okay team, right? Yeah, like, and I guess here's the other thing, and I know the Chargers are coming off by, so maybe that gets them the extra point here. But, um, I there are a couple of, of factors here. The first is that Justin Herbert's the second year, right? But I still like Bill Belichick against a young quarterback. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Were you? Show- I, I actually think Brandon Staley is the better coach in this game. That's not a question. There's no debate. Yeah. There. But I'm simply saying from a defensive scheme perspective. Yes. That's true. Um, and I also feel as though the Patriots fans will be pretty prevalent in Los Angeles. That's a good qu- That's a good point. I, I think the Chargers home field advantage is probably lower than most teams. Um, and that, that could swing things. It's a great time for people from Boston to make a trip out to Southern California. Here's a question. Do we like under 48 in this game? I could be tempted there. Because I, I, I think both teams, I, I think New England really likes to play that kind of game, right? Yeah. Even though they scored. You, are you getting a premium? Are you getting a good bettable number at 48 because the um, because they got, so they, they got 54 points this past week. And because the Chargers... As interesting, the Chargers have played all but one of their games under the total so far this year, I think. Yeah. So you, I, I mean, I do like that. I honestly like the Patriots plus five and a half. I think that's a solid. I think that's solid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. So I, I kind of hate it, but 
I don't know. At some point, Belichick maybe. plus the points might not might not suck. the The hard thing is, okay, the Chargers play a very solid defense that can that can take away teams that don't have like who are the Chargers going to struggle with on on defense? It's going to be the Buccaneers types with a lot of receivers. It was the Ravens when the receivers, you know, they had mm -hmm. the Ravens had a bunch of receivers click against them on that yeah. one game. I mean, we New England's not that team though. Yeah, that's fair. I, I guess I'm looking more at like where we we still have the the Chargers power ranked, you know, yeah. only about a point or so better than okay. than the Patriots. I, I don't know. I and it's only going to come closer after what New England did. I think New England, even though they played a terrible Jets team, they played them well enough where that is still um you know like i think they'll converge a little bit and going into the season both these teams had the same win total so how much has really changed um over you know the the chargers had two very impressive but also very fluky wins against the chiefs and the browns where they needed fourth down conversions to mm -hmm. you know so maybe it's whereas new england lost a game to the dolphins where it was mostly turnovers and bad luck um yeah that's fair so, yeah, okay, let's go to New England then. I like that. Jaguars, Seahawks, Trevor, oh, and Gino. Jeans. What? What? A, we're going to see Gino tonight, and I cannot wait. Yep, it's going to be fun. Can't wait. Um, I had trouble figuring out what the hell this spread was going to be. Uh, I guessed Seahawks minus three and a half. Ooh, I said Seahawks minus two and a half. Uh,. Minus three and a half it is. Look, Look at, at me. Okay. So do you want to take the Jags off of a buy no. a uh, short rest for the C for the Seattle Seahawks? This Can is I, my I will you, not you bet will, on Urban okay. Meyer face. Okay, because I'm going to. And, and so we're not gonna write it up, obviously, because you and I have to agree. To talk talk me into it, please. Okay. okay. Please. Without Russell Wilson in the mix, who has the better roster? Uh, I still think it's the Seahawks. Okay, I don't disagree with you, but take away take away the top five players on both sides. So from player six through fifty three, you think the Jaguars are good from player six through fifty three? No, but I think the Seahawks are like well, yeah, illegal in Texas, right? From but that, that's because that Jamal Adams drags that down so miserably. Especially from you know a cost I, but like, perspective, and, and and when you watch Trevor Lawrence play the last few weeks, he's he's, he's played well. He's he's That's played. Fair. I mean, the the this is a better quarterback getting more than a field goal off of off of a road buy, right? Mm -hmm. There's a road team on a buy against a team, and think about this: it would be hard if it would be hard. Do we know what Urban did during the buy? I think I think it would be easier to to enumerate the things that Urban didn't do mm. during the bye than than to try to find out what he did do. Um, we're all sinners. <laughs> we're all sinners. Saved by grace. So we are. Um, I, my bets are all sinners. By the saved way, by that, grace. Too, that by was the way. his. That was his um, wife's tweet. Was, hey, yeah. don't you dare. We've all. We're all sinners. Yeah. I'm sure all of you have cheated on your wife in a bar in public. Yeah. So don't cast the first stone. <laughs> don't you dare. All the stones are, are are to be cast at best. So, but you have you have you have a backup quarterback on All short stones. rest against a team with a bye, a, a rookie head coach by the way, who like I'm assuming everything's swimming. You get the bye week, you mm -hmm. get a young quarterback getting his first bye. Mm -hmm. 
And also, like, this is my worldview. Seattle stinks. And, like, without Wilson, like, and I know that the Jags stink. But if I take two teams that stink against each other, I'm going to to get the one getting points and the one who has a quarterback who has a chance. And Geno Smith doesn't have a chance. So I, I, I like the Jags getting plus three and a half. Okay. That was very compelling. I, I mean, I do like the hook. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to imagine the Seahawks blowing a team out. And I feel like for the Seahawks, blowing a team out is winning by four or more points. <laughs> The Washington football team plays the Denver Broncos. Right. Think about Taylor, how think about uh, how long ago Seattle plus three against Indy felt. A long, <laughs> a long time, time ago. ago, that was yes, free money by the way. The Washington football team and Taylor Heineke play the Denver Broncos and Teddy Bridgewater. This will be the game during the four p.m. slate that I will not be watching. We won't even put it on the TV as Jeez, protest. Lord in heaven, the most exciting thing about this game um, is is that you have two really cool edge rushers in Von Miller. And uh, Chase Young, yes, some cool receivers, and unfortunately, that's about where everything ends. Taylor Heineke is the starting quarterback. He's spunky. He's going to be the starting quarterback for Denver at some point in time, some right? Point. It's just it's just a matter of time. Yes. Um, if they don't figure it out, uh, I had Denver laying two and a half. So did I. And that's mostly because of rest, but also because Bridgewater is oh, probably a little bit better than him. Whoa. So it's three and a half. All right, we're taking Washington. Vaughn Miller's hurt, right? So you're not yeah. going to get as much there. And they, 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 as you said, the Packers win and cover was as fluky as it gets. There were so many Washington, like, I mean, the fumbles were ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, the NFL has to, and I know, like, we're not, we're not dumb and say, hey, just put a chip in the football. There's a chip in the football already. It's not going to solve it. You can, you can help it solve. You can help, right. you know, with freeze frames and stuff. But like their inability to to determine whether or not a quarterback sneak goes over the end line is is a is bad. Like it makes the league look bad. It's remarkable. It's impressive. It adds excitement. Variance. The Buccaneers and the Saints. A Jameis Winston revenge game. This is in New Orleans. Um, yeah. I had the Saints getting five and a half points. I said seven and a half. It was pre Sunday night. Four and a half. What? Yes. And this is because Tampa's injured? Like, that has to be it, right? Tampa's injured. New I Orleans think, has a good team. Here's what I think it is, honestly. I, I think it's what everyone saw New Orleans defense do to Tampa Bay last year. Yeah. I mean, and New Orleans defense is not as good as it was last year. It's not as deep, right? Like, Janoris Jenkins is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Robinson's gone. Dan, uh, David Onyemata, I think. Might be back from a suspension by then. Um, you know, Marcus Davenport's dealt with injuries at linebacker. They their second linebacker spot is a kind of a question mark. Um, but like their first unit is really good still. Like that's that's what they live off of in New Orleans. You can't like Jameis. Jameis needs to be catching a full touchdown here for me for me to even consider New Orleans, right? Yes. Would you consider the Bucks? Um, in a teaser. Oh no, they, what, oh, that's my number seven and a half. If they were yeah. getting laying seven and a half, uh, well, New Orleans coming off a short week. Um, so here's a question because we have New Orleans minus three tonight, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's now four. It was five, so there's some two way action on this number. The only like to be consistent would be us saying, okay, we like Tampa now because it's only going to get better for us. 
right? It's only right, going right. to get out to minus. But like that's inconsistent with us, like in New Orleans tonight against Seattle. Like that's my, and it's you know like if Seattle wins outright or or loses, you know by, uh, you know. Well, if they lose, then that's not a good look. They're favored, right? So yeah, but like what I mean is, we think New Orleans is going to win by four or more, mm-hmm. and if they do, I don't think that Tampa becomes more favored. So, so yeah. taking Tampa now is sort of a hedge against losing this bet tomorrow or tonight. Um, and do we want to do that? Is my question. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to think about it more in a independently though. Just like on its face, is this the right number? Because I don't, it's, I don't think it is. I think we should lay Tampa Bay here. I, so here are my concerns with that. Um, Antonio Brown was sidelined. He's a pretty important when they play real teams. He's a pretty important weapon for them to have. He was ruled out a couple of days before the game even started with an ankle injury. So unclear whether he will be back in this game. Gronk also injured. And the Bucks have a very banged up secondary. So the Bears are never going to take advantage of that. That's the thing. Where it like looks really good against the Bears and it could look really poorly, at, you know, really bad against the Saints. That said, the Saints don't have a ton of great receiving weapons, so you know you could be in a similar situation there. Um, yeah, I think we lay it with the Bucks, to be honest. All right, cool. All right, Sunday night. This is a good game. Cowboys go to Minnesota to face the Vikings. I have the Vikings getting a point at home. You're right. Um, I have them getting two and a half, and it is it's like a juiced one right now. Mm-hmm. Money line is like. Dallas minus one fifteen, Vikings plus one ten, you know, one, yeah. plus one hundred five or so. Um, so the Vikings are only a short favorite. Both teams are coming off of a bye. Mm-hmm. This is in Minnesota. Minnesota has traditionally done well at home. Mm-hmm. Home field advantage has kind of been weaker this year, though. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you feel about fifty three? Fifty three. I think both of these teams in their in their wishes want to play a game under that, right? Like especially Minnesota just wants to Kirk Cousins, I said I said this before, only Andy Dalton had a lower average depth of target on throws in the first mm-hmm. three quarters of games that were within a score. So like the Vikings in the first three quarters, they they turn, you know, Kirk Cousins into Alex Smith and then and then when they get behind, they turn Kirk Cousins into fucking Joe Montana. It's yep. weird. Yep. Um I think Zimmer is always going to be that way though, which is why you know, in, in in a weird way, the the win, the last two wins they've had have been probably bad for the franchise because ultimately, I think they need to move on. Um, but in this game, how how much how much? Here's a good question. So, how we all think Dak is better than Kirk, and I think that that's fair. But how much better? I would say here's the thing that I keep coming back to: Kirk Cousins grades really, really well. He does so on a very much, a much smaller number of plays. And this is why that is important. When Kirk Cousins drops back to throw, people are surprised because the Vikings just run the ball so goddamn much. Yeah. And they put him in a position where his select number of throws have a really great opportunity to succeed because they're so seldom and they really do the most to yeah. make them. Um, to make them go well. The Cowboys, on the other hand, 
like Dak drops back to pass a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that he continuously wins there is more impressive. Um, so I, I think it's, you know, and you can see these numbers on pff.com with our power rankings tool and how many points that we give to each of the quarterbacks. And like Dak Prescott, you could make a case that Dak Prescott is tier one in that group, right? Like, you know, seven to eight points above. I, I put Dak level. there. I put right. Dak. I know he is. But the, that's my. That's kind of my the point. question. The question that if you could, if you answer the question, what would you trade? What would you take in a trade for your quarterback? And the answer is, I wouldn't. I, Dak's and that. Dak's the answer to that question. Dak's playing as well as anybody. I the thing with Cousins, the, the hard part about Cousins is, you're, what you're saying is 100 percent true. In, early in games, they restrict him to throws that he's really good at, and like, and and I and I don't mean to damn that that be to damn him faint praise, but he's very good at the throws they ask him to do. And in the fourth quarter, weirdly, when they're behind and stuff, what do teams play when when they're trying to protect the lead? They play prevent defense, mm-hmm. right? And like, if you have two great receivers and you have a good arm and you're you're accurate, like you can shred that. And so like. Kirk is almost always like his expectation level is higher. And I think even higher than like what our grades capture, right? And that's why he grades well in our system. The problem is, I think, if you if Dallas were to come into this game and say, look, we're just going to try to blow the Vikings out. We're gonna try to play our game. We're gonna try to we're gonna do whatever we need. And the Vikings don't match that, it's gonna be really hard for them to win win this game. Yeah, I think the interesting thing here is that um that the Cowboys certainly believe that their best pathway to winning football games is running the ball. Like that is very clear. And I don't know, but I think both teams do want to run the ball here. But I I think, but don't you believe that the Dallas Cowboys know when they hit their pillow at night that they win because of Dak? There's, I don't, I was just trying to imagine what kind of pillows Jerry Jones has on the yacht. Um, but when Jerry Jones hits whatever pillow he's resting his head on, something (laughs) at that hour, (laughs) um, I think he believes it's because they play Dallas Cowboys football. Maybe (laughs) there's there's no doubt that that is what he believes in his heart, and he thinks that he probably gives. (laughs) <laughs> Jerry Jones thinks that he's responsible for 51% of every Dallas Cowboys win. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and, that's, uh, a point. that's a good point. So, I mean, because I've already bet, like I told you this before the show, like I already I, I peaked, took, snook a peek at this line. Mm-hmm. I've already taken Dallas. I, I don't necessarily – you might not want to. You know, like my priors for the Vikings is I right. think that they – I think that the faster that they converge to – another year like last year the faster that they can sort of build from a, a better beginning and what are we even talking about right now like i i want it like I, I i kind of like like dallas and i want to see dallas like cover this mm-hmm. and so that's you know and that's why you've bet it and and i also think they're better so i don't necessarily you know i don't necessarily know if you agree with that but that's kind of like my take on this game is i think dallas is better and i think dallas will win this game and i don't know if it'll end up being close I don't think there's any spread bet that you can make other than Dallas. Yeah, there, I, I I don't agree, think so. I, I agree with Dallas. You. Dallas, I said this is is what the Chiefs aspire to at this point. 
agree. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, they play on Monday Night Football at home against the New York Football oh, Giants. God. I have the Chiefs, uh, and I couldn't believe this. I, I, at one point, thought that I could make the spread less than seven. I don't think I can do that. Uh, I have the Chiefs favored by eight. I said six and a half. It is... Ten. Holy... <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I want to bet the Giants, though. I don't think the Giants can be the team to take advantage of this sorry-ass Chiefs team. But they're de- the, the really? defense for the Giants is pretty good. Maybe. You have Aziz Ojolari coming off the edge. You have Leonard Williams uh, rushing from the interior. You have James Bradbury. You have a really good secondary. Um, Patrick Graham's not a moron. I think he's actually a really good defensive coordinator. Um I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, the Giants are the side. You can't lay it with Kansas City. 10, no way. Ten is way too many points. I know. And I, I um, truth be told, I, I was going to go to this game. I was, uh, I was in, I was talking to my our friend and, and uh, frequent podcast guest, uh, Saran Petro, and we were going to plan it out. And then it got to like four o'clock this afternoon, and because it's Monday night, Sunday we're here, right? right so right. like you go to Monday, and yeah, yeah. I text him. I go, let's do a, de- let's do it next year. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, it would suck to travel all the way to Missouri to watch the Chiefs put up three points. You know, that would really suck. Yeah. A, a low-key component of this, too, is um, Mahomes got tattooed in that in this game against the Titans. Yeah, he got he got smashed. I like, mean, he got They had to put Henny in. Henny had 10 completions today. That, that's how long he played. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Giants are... Like you, you remember how the you know how ten to, is too many points. You remember how Detroit ten played today, where they like they went fake punt, they went yeah. onside kick. Oh, you, you know Joe Judge is going to do that stuff against the the KC Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. maybe. Okay, maybe. Um, our article with uh, the bets that we like most will be up uh, probably when you're listening to this in the morning. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We love you all. Peace.